here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is happening. Finally know who's going to the Super Bowl. It was the... Oh, man. I just... Ryan. What? So much goddamn money on money line parlays of the two underdogs. And there was a moment yesterday where it was like, oh, shit. Like, for some reason... Here's my issue. There's always these cash-out options. Like, like the the 49ers... If if the Lions had gone up twenty eight to seven, I would have been like, "All right, they're definitely going to win." For some reason, when the Lions went up, I believe it was twenty four to seven, I was like, "This is bad." And when it became, I think it was twenty four to ten, I said, uh-huh. "I really feel like the Forty ers are going to win." And there, <laughs> I had options to cash out the bets. Like, let's say the the Lions were like. Plus two ninety five to win, which means if you put down a hundred dollars, you won two hundred and ninety five dollars on top of that hundred dollars. Okay, that's pretty good. It's really fucking good. That's a large yeah. underdog. Yeah. Like like the idea that, but like, and let me tell you this: the I, I was having a good day yesterday because the idea that you could bet on Patrick now Patrick Mahomes by the time the game started was plus one ninety five, meaning a hundred won you one hundred ninety five dollars. Yep, which yep. is like. As far as I said this on the show last week, that's like telling me Tom Brady's in a game, and yeah, the other team's better, but this one team that you say is the underdog <laughs> has Tom Brady. Like, right. Like, give me that value, okay? Like, I don't care what the other team is. So, did you win them or lose them? Well, I won the, the, the outright one on the Chiefs. I won those outright bets. But I also did some where I parlayed both underdogs. So when the Chiefs won, those were alive going into the night game. And okay. when the, the, the Lions were up so much, I had the opportunity to like cash them out. Like, let's say it was 100 to win 295. They were like, listen, we'll give you 100 right now if you want to get out of this. Like, we'll give you your 100 back and then an additional 100. You'll just, bur- oh, oh, so you'd, you'd get 100% of your money back. Yeah. Plus. But Ooh. if you stay in it, you know, and the Lions win the whole game, you would win $300. Right. And even I though... Feel like, I feel like when you're at that position, watching old reruns of Deal or No Deal like come should come in really handy. Yeah, well, not... No, because there's only so many outcomes. Like, the Deal or No Deal thing, there's only so many outcomes, right? And you can't yeah. like go back with your own deal. It was more like, I'm an idiot, because I was just like, I really feel like the 49ers are going to win this game. But I refused to cash out. <laughs> yeah, but that's the same thing. It's you're like, I really feel like I have the million-dollar suitcase, so I'm just going to keep going. But sometimes you do have the million-dollar suitcase. I guess so, yeah. But but like it's it's almost the same concept as like, okay, I'm up. When should I quit? Yes, unless you think you're going to win. Like, don't get me wrong. They were giving me cash outs on the other game too, and I was like, fuck that. Mahomes is going to win this game. Like, I, I felt good about it. I definitely turned off that game at halftime and started watching American Nightmare. The night game. Yeah, that's crazy. It was what? They were 17 points up or 14 points up, something like that? 17, and, I believe, yeah. Yeah, and, and and so I had already gotten Kate to watch a football game and a half, which is quite an accomplishment. So I, I'm like, this game's over, and I turned it off, and we started watching American Nightmare. Oh, no. I never, I never had the sense that that game was over. The 49ers are too good, and they proved it. And so yeah. now, I guess we've cleared up last week's debate, and uh, I will now, I guess— even though the so the, the you know Kansas City opened as underdogs and once again I was like god damn I I want to bet on Patrick Mahomes as an underdog but since we're going to be at this game with Rich Davis and we'll have we do officially have tickets to the 49ers after party oh I guess we're rooting for the 49ers I feel like we, we got to be all in on the 49ers <laughs> That's fair Right like that's, I'm, that's I might have to fair. buy a hat I'm going to get some stuff I mean, like, I feel like normally in this situation that I would go uh, as the meme of Rob Lowe with the NFL hat on. Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want. But if we're going to go to the party, I I want the party to be good. Yeah. Oh, I I would recommend if they lose, we we skip the party. Yeah. 
I can understand. I've been to losing losing parties on election night. They're not fun. Yeah, those those are just like a concessions. I don't I've never been to a losing Super Bowl party. I've been to one winning Super Bowl party and the other losing the super the losing Super Bowl party I had the chance to go to was um the my was the last Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. I had tickets to the after party and didn't go cuz they lost. You see like I got to imagine though that even even though that a team loses if they have a party none of the players are going to show up. There's going to be no champagne popping, but I still think there's going to be a lot of people there, whoever, however they got in, who are not at these things all the time. Pedestrians, if you will. True. Civilians. And True. they'll they'll totally take advantage of the free bar and still have a fun party. All right. Let me let me give you this. I actually think that there's a chance that those people take the loss harder than some of the players. Sometimes, yeah, but when there's free booze involved and you're somebody who normally doesn't get into those parties, you're going to make the best of it. I think the players might still go in the really? sense of, well, what else are you going to do? It's a well, day at the office. Yeah, it sucks. You lost, but you're still going to want to hang out with your work friends. Are you not? Like It's like you just went through this whole season together. You came up short. Where other place to get sad and drink about it than in a secluded, everything's free team party where everyone's sad together, you know? it's. I would imagine they still go. But sorry, I sorry, I got froze there for a second. Uh, but no, but yes, but they you still did better than 31 teams in the NFL. Yes. So th- I guess you're right. There's still like a little bit of reason to celebrate. You still want a conference championship, which I mean, no one gives a shit about that ultimately. <laughs> but, you know, but it could, they get to put it up in big letters on in the stadium. NFC champions. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. They do it anyway. Ugh. Uneventful. Doesn't matter. Uneventful. Speaking of so, parties, though. Okay. Um, you had a party on Friday. You know, I'm going back and thinking about it now of all the different times that I'd mentioned things that were adjacent to this that I had no idea. Like what? Like I talked on the mashup about how I wasn't uh, allowed to, to get any mail at the house. You and I talked about, you know, Wait, you not wanting to go to dinner. Why were you not allowed to get any mail at the house? Well, because she was sending stuff. I guess there was like cookies that were coming and there was there was different things. All right. For so the let's party. let's pull it back. Let's pull it back on Friday or on our last show. As you may recall, I was complaining about having to go to dinner and go into the city with Ryan. Yeah, that was not really the case. There it was, was a, all a lie. There was a surprise party for <laughs> Ryan's birthday. And you heard a very elaborate cover that you you like used the radio show for. I did. Well, kind of. Well, yeah. I just like. Yeah. Well, let's take this piece by piece because first of all, your girlfriend contacts me about, I would say, I don't know, six, seven weeks ago at this point, maybe, maybe right. longer. And she's like, I'm going to throw a surprise party for Ryan. My first question was, why? Why are you doing that? It's not a milestone birthday. Why? Which, which, which a lot of people said, you know, like, dude, I did not see it coming. Of course any... not, Ryan. Am I allowed to say how old you turned or no? No, but, but, but you're right that it's not a milestone birthday. And that's part of the reason why I wasn't even thinking. Because who would? <laughs> also, your birthday is February 9th. Correct. It's not in January. Which you can't do it on that day because we're going to be live from the Super Bowl, as we've already yep. talked about. Yep. And... The so, well, it's more of two that like I gave up on birthday parties because you're an well, adult. That's why, right? Yeah. So like, like if my friends are around, I'm like, hey, I'm having dinner. I'd love you there. But that's like usually my my parties are uh, dinner and then drink until everyone goes home and I'm still out. Well, let me tell you, your girlfriend Kate was concerned about this thing, like we were planning. A motherfucking inauguration. <laughs> like, and when I say we were planning, I cannot stress enough how she did pretty much everything. Well, you but were definitely, I can tell you were definitely involved. I was definitely involved. <laughs> because, you know, if, 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 you know, longtime listeners know this, but some people don't. My job when I'm not hosting this show is I handle event production and logistics. For SiriusXM, which normally right. means, you know, concerts, musicians, whatever. But I know my way around a party. Every event. Yeah. Yeah. And there were... Uh, dude, s- yeah. Go, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll let you go. And there were just... 
certain ideas thrown out early on that I was like, don't do that. What, what are we going to, how would that work? And so before I knew it, your girlfriend is asking me so many questions that I'm just like, you know, why don't you just put me on a call with the people? Why don't we just do the call together? <laughs> so, so just, to, just to, all the stops were pulled out here. There were, there were cookies specially made that had my face on them. There's there's um, a, 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 a enough Boston cream pies to feed well, an let's army. Let's stop there for a second. Uh, there there were balloons. There were Boston cream pies. But the Boston cream pie specifically, how did she ask you that you wanted Boston cream pie? Because all of a sudden, uh, uh, Nicole, your 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 host from the morning mashup, she was also. Uh, somewhat involved in this. I, I, I dare say not as much as me, but the, um, she, 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 we got a text that was like, Ryan wants Boston cream pie. The only place I can five, find Boston cream pie was like either Wegmans or Whole Foods and they only have small ones. So I need to get five of them. So, and I was just like, first of all, you're telling me there's not one bakery in Manhattan that can make a Boston cream pie. These are things I thought to myself because I was just right. like, I don't want to get involved with this. And secondly, did you know, like, did you just offhandedly say, like, I like Boston cream pie? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a well-known fact. It's something, if you're, maybe you didn't know it, but but I've brought it up on birthdays before, and we were probably talking about my birthday, and I told her that, you know, one of my birthday traditions is usually to make a Boston cream pie because it's very hard to find them. And 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 you're right. You could probably find a bakery to pay them. And I think that I is how bakeries before. work. They don't just give. Yeah, you the but pie. it was an exorbitant amount of money that they wanted for like a pie for a cake. And it's pretty much like I can make my own. Okay, like like that's that's usually where it ends up is like you know that I call a place and and I'm like hi it's my birthday I'd like a Boston cream pie and that'll be like they'll be like that's two hundred and seventeen dollars and I'll be like yeah I'm going to the grocery store what the fuck why is it so hard to make or do or I, what's the deal I, I I mean like I don't know I, it's not that hard I mean it's a different like of sort course, of thing you do strike but like of course you would want some weird stupid pie. That they don't already. It's much in the same way of like I would like the Santori old fashioned with a lemon. With Which the, yes, that is another thing that was at the party. Is oh, that well was aware. A special bottle. We were very clear on the Santori. Had many calls. Had many discussions of the like. So okay, we we actually to give you an idea of the importance of the Santori. Let me let me switch gears for a second. I was recently out to dinner with Ryan and Kate, where I showed them for lack of a better term, this trick that I do when ordering. Yes. So I I hate pickles. I fucking hate them. So if I'm ordering a burger that has like, and, and I don't want to hear like, oh, just take them off. No, I don't want to. Or yep. especially I hate them. No, beca- especially with pickles because the pickle juice definitely leaves the taste. Mm-hmm. 100%. And the pickle sphere uh, or spear, not sphere. Yes. It's not a ball pickle. I'm an idiot. <laughs> The pickle it has sphere. a smiley face on it every 10 seconds. Exactly, yeah. And it's U2 plays at it <laughs> in the Rhine. Um, okay. The, 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 I don't, I don't even want those on the side. So I'll order and I'll be like, and, and no pickles. And then everyone else will order. And I'll pretend to have forgotten that I didn't say, I'll be like, wait, did I say no pickles? Yes. You'll come back a second time at the end when everyone else is but done. But what I'm doing there, I'm making it seem like I forgot. But what I'm doing without saying, hey, I cannot stress enough about the no pickles is kind of bringing it up again to hit the point one more time, but making it softer. See, I always I, I'm just a little more blunt about it because I have one that I ask like three times when I order it. And then when it shows up, I'm like, that's decaf, right? Yeah. Well, that's because people can act like, oh, it's for my heart and my blood pressure or whatever. That's a, that's a whole different thing. I can't just be like, I really don't like them. Like it's different. <laughs> it comes across as shittier. Plus, I it implies that like I don't want to imply that I think they're not listening, even though I do think they're not listening. Correct. But I make and it most seem of the like, time I think you're right. Like I'm, I say it like, did I say that? And it gives them the opportunity to be like, yes. And I'm like, oh, great, thank you. And there's a part of me that I really kind of ad- admire you for not uh, going on the easier route of just saying you have a pickle allergy, which is crazy. No, yeah, exactly. No one would believe that. And because then it'd be like, well, why is he eating Thousand Island dressing or something like that? Anyway, this Santori whiskey was kind of like the. Did I say pickles of the whole thing? Because in any discussion, it would be like, 
you know, and as long as you have that, and also, you know, the Santori. Like, like it would just be every time. So I was well aware. When I showed up and they had the two bottles of that, I was like, okay, Christ, good. Now, your, your girlfriend would also, throughout this process, she, she, she did two things that I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay. What, the first was, as opposed to just saying, and I don't even remember where the original text was, but as opposed to just saying... Hey, Ryan, we're going out to dinner with Mark, Sarah, uh, Mark and Sarah on Friday night, this date. She texts us like, okay, Ryan's asking a lot of questions. So I said that the girls are all going to dinner and then eventually we'll add the guys in and it'll be a whole new layer of things. And we'll have to go to this place, but we'll meet up at this place. And I was like, I literally was like, what the fuck are you doing? But you know what? It was a very convincing plan. There was there was nothing when it when yeah, it, when right, came... it was so convoluted. You know what also would have been convincing? Hey, we're going to dinner with Mark and Sarah. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought anything was up then either. I, I find it more funny that I was asking a lot of questions because I really wasn't asking a lot of questions. See, she made it. Here's the thing: is that she she I know that for Christmas and there's almost like a little bit of a, a lead in for this, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the two things she got me for Christmas that she was on the phone a lot getting them? One is because as as you know, she asks a lot of questions. Yeah, so phone calls can take a while. That is true. And she, and she um <laughs> was she got me a club fitting for Christmas. Yeah, she just popped out of the room and gave me a finger. By the way, oh well. First she time I've ever a, had an interaction with her that didn't involve a bunch of questions. That one. So she, she she got a club fitting for me for Christmas. So that that like there was a few times that I got kicked out of the room so she could make those arrangements. Even though I kind of knew what she was doing there, Do she know, still didn't want me to hear about it. You know what could be an interesting Christmas gift next Christmas? You two could move from two places that are basically studios. You could you could take that and you could get a house with different rooms that you wouldn't have to kick somebody out of to make a private phone call it's crazy <laughs> they exist yes. i own one i know it's crazy that we do live in two different places but yet there's not enough room to, to in either to one of them room. yeah <laughs> so she was she was making lots of arrangements you know with the scheduling the club fitting for me yeah and also she got an autographed copy of a book for me and apparently had to make a few phone calls in order to make that happen. And so I was sort of like, I didn't know what the, the second one was for Christmas. But there was like, I was sort of already, she already had me in the habit of kicking me out to make gift arrangements. And she told me that everything was for, because her, because my birthday, Valentine's Day, what's kind of going to be probably technically our dating anniversary and her birthday are all within like three and a half weeks of each other. So are you going to? Well, now so she's like, taken away the option of a of one joint gift because she's done something for your birthday. Yeah, and I thought like I, I like I was. Re- she told me it was for Valentine's Day, and I was just I, I was totally because I knew all that stuff was going on. I was completely distracted, and I didn't see it coming like at all. It was it was when I walked into that room. When you walked me into the room, mm. I was like, because uh, Ben was right there. Was the first person that I saw. I'm like, what the fuck. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess Ben's here. And I look back, and I st- and then I saw Biff, and then I saw Chris Stanley, and then I saw my friend, my old roommates from Syracuse. And I'm like, oh. And that's when I said, we're doing an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. We all yelled, was, surprise. Surprise. But, like, it, it, it was, I was so... Like, dude, I had no idea it was coming. I didn't see it. And my birthday's still not for two weeks. Yes. Or for a I week cannot, and a half. I hope you profusely thanked your girlfriend because she worked her ass off on this thing. Oh, I, I definitely did. And I know because I was seeing what she was doing. And now that I've seen what she did, I understand how much work she put in. So the other thing that she did that was insane, and this was the only other time I had to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Although I do think she ended up doing this because, oddly enough, Nicole said she would because I think Nicole heard me tell the story about how insane I thought it was and then took that as well then she's going to do it <laughs> um, she she calls me and she goes I'm going to look to you for tipping like I was going to be the one that decided which she tipped everyone that worked Wait. the party okay which was like one bartender I knew the yeah. size of the party okay and I was like you're not going to tip him anything because it's going to be included 
as a surface charge on the credit card slip. And she was like, and I also, well, like, she's like, no, I also think, like, I'd, like, I'll tip the bouncer. And this is, like, before. Now, your your party room ended up, for some reason, having a bouncer. But that was not in the plan, okay? She meant yeah, that's, the that's bouncer the at the front door of the bar. And I said to her, I said, Kate, when have you ever done that? And she said, <laughs> I haven't. And I said, so why the fuck would you choose tonight to start throwing money to the bouncer who's not even there for your party. Also, it's not like we're trying to get a bunch of 17-year-olds in. Right. So wait, that because there was, that's the other thing. When I walked in where I still, we went to a special room in a bar that's in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. And, and I was in that room three days prior because my friend Jeff was playing that room like that's he has a residency in the room where my party was yep and 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 i was a little confused that we were going down there because they normally like on a friday or saturday night it's usually private parties they don't usually open it but sometimes it is and you like through as i walked to the bar you threw me some line of hey guess what someone who we used to work with at sirius xm is actually the manager here now and they're gonna let us use the speakeasy tonight because there was somebody playing live music upstairs and ryan does know that i Genu- like I don't like it like a a cover musician at a bar. I don't like live music. And this wasn't a cover musician. This was just a girl in an acoustic guitar. Oh. I think they were originals. You think? No, yeah. no, they weren't. I, I, no, I know they weren't. I heard them before you got there. Oh, I was okay. there a half hour before you. Don't forget. Okay, so never mind. Hour. I'm wrong. Never mind. I'm wrong. You're right. I was setting up goddamn balloons for my male friend. <laughs> it's like, well, how did I? And it was kind of funny because the. When I got there, because Ryan's party also featured uh, a trivia game. That was another, but not Ryan's specific trivia, but just we had, uh, that was another thing that made Ryan's party unique was the party kind of like chilled out for 40 minutes so we could play team trivia, bar trivia. Yeah, but I don't know how I felt that I was pretty much on my own team. Well, whose fault was that? Why didn't you try and join another team? I did. I tried to join two other teams, but then there was, it was pretty much like, you know, there, I guess I was, I could have broken the rules because it was my party, but there was a, I think Adam was trying to tell, he was telling people to keep teams to five. Oh, well, whatever. And so like the one team that I went to go back, there was already six people on it. And then I went, or like, no, first I tried to come to my real trivia team. Oh, I didn't know any of this. And and it was it was already and I'm like it was seven people and I'm like okay well that's not going to work so I went back to to so and then it was six people and then I'm like all right well everyone else had full teams and and I guess I'll be on my own team oh, sorry sorry that that sucked for you <laughs> at your own party but no that's okay it was fun I had to be there to make sure that you know the microphone all that shit works so I got there like an hour early you got I got there like seven o'clock. You weren't getting until 8.30. And the balloons had been there and delivered. And, like, the guy behind the bar was like, hey, who's coming to set up those balloons? And in that moment, I realized, that's uh, me. fuck, I guess that's me. I guess I'll do that. <laughs> so I did that. Thank you, Mark. But anyway, um, yeah, your girlfriend put a lot of work in. Surprise party. You were surprised mainly. Now, so can we go back and revisit the... This woman is pulling out all the stops for you. Remember when I said that like a week ago? Yes, I, I, but I had no idea what it was in reference to. I mean, just the general everything and this. Like, where do you go from here? You're fucked. <laughs> uh, no kidding. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. So th- th- I want to know, though, what were some of the, the um, alternate, what were some of the, the plan Bs? There weren't many Plan Bs as Not much as plan like Plan Bs, but you said there was a couple things that. Well, there that was just you, like like I just remember when she first brought this up, I was like, "We're not really gonna fucking do this, are we?" Like, we're not. Like, I was kind of like, "Oh God!" And then I was just like, uh, "Is she trying to like prove to Ryan how much she loves him?" And now I have to go into the city. Like that was really <laughs> what I thought. You're like, I really do want to do it in Connecticut. And then I thought that I was like, "All right, it's fine." I have to go away to the Super Bowl. Now, even though the Super Bowl is not till you know, February 11th or whatever day it is, I have to go out very early because we build the set. Again, event and production. So I was like, it's fine. She'll do it around his birthday or the week before. I won't have to go. <laughs> and then she was like, no, I'm not doing it unless you're there. And I was like, fuck, okay. God damn it. And that's how your party, I think, 
I think that's a big reason why your party ended up on January 26th. I'm t- listen, it's not that far ahead. It's it's really only like a week and a half ahead. Mm. And and I was just more amazed at the scope of people that showed up. Your brother, I got to be like, what the fuck? Because your brother, your parents got there, okay? And this yeah. is before you showed up for the surprise. And I was like, hey, where's Cody? That's Ryan's brother. And they're like, oh, he's just getting in the shower. And I was like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> I literally said to your mom, I was like, he understands that this is a surprise party, right? Like, I'm not even the one planning it at this point. I'm kind of like, well, what, what? Come on. It's not like, and also Mikey Piff, okay? Uh, pulled, which is, a, I got to be honest, Piff pulled a borderline asshole move. We talked about it this morning on the mashup. We, that was... We, like, was I don't big... know if it's a, oh, great, thanks for making it in the end, but also it's like, was it an asshole move? This party started at 8 o'clock. Ryan was supposed to show up at 8.30, and it was supposed to wrap by, let's say, midnight. Mikey Piff showed up at 12.05 a.m., which is technically showing up on the wrong day. <laughs> and it was kind of like, hey, everyone's but had 11 did... drinks. What's up? <laughs> He did show up. Oh, yeah. He walked in to seriously. Everyone, most everyone was either happy that they won at trivia or pissed that they lost and and well drunk. What, and, why and was he so late? He he told me that he was he had had uh, he had had a migraine most of the day. And that he uh, he he decided that, you know, he was feeling better and he was going to get up and make at eleven twenty five. When, when? Well, when just I pack guess. it in. And you see, I was getting another text because my friend Jeff, who wasn't there, had a had a uh, you know he's a musician. He had to work that night, and he he it was one of those that he thought he was going to get there and then he couldn't, I guess. And and he texts me at midnight. It's like, hey, what do I do? And I'm like, dude, just just go home. Yeah, we're done. It's over. Well, did you go right home or did you stay out? Uh, I think we went upstairs and finished the drinks we had after they kicked us out around like twelve thirty, maybe. Yeah. And we finished the drinks we had, and uh, then I went home and passed out. Well, did you have a good birthday? Oh, I had a great birthday. the The next day was was exhausting. Stan, Stan gave an impromptu toast. <laughs> was that wasn't on the schedule? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I was really like like the part that I was really scared about wasn't that is, it wasn't that part. I mean, uh, the, the, no, that that part we got. When he invoked your marriage to someone else, I was scared. Oh, that, that is true. I forgot about that. I blacked that part <laughs> I out. I was a little concerned in that moment. <laughs> That's usually not the right subject, is it? No. <laughs> um, uh, God, now you threw me. No, oh, that when, when I realized that it was the full uh, top shelf trivia game, Mm. That I'm like, oh wow, this is this is a lot. Well, it wasn't though; it was a truncated it version. W- it was a, no. Well, what was left out the the audio round, the the, the visual round, and the uh, knockout round. Yeah, and the and the fourth so, round only had two. Like, no, we used to do a whole game in New York City. Ryan and I, we've talked about this in the past, where we briefly had like a trivia company that operated yeah. at multiple bars, and with our friend Adam. And then uh, it just, you know, it dissolved. But, like, it was like a two-hour game normally. And we, we did, like, a 45-minute version at Ryan's party. Okay. Oh, that was another thing. Kate, Kate was like, why are we not doing an hour of trivia? And I was like, trust me, the fact that we're going to even get away with 45 minutes should be a major win. Because no one has ever shown up to a party and been like, wait, now I play bar trivia? Leave them wanting more. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was exactly the right the right length. Like it was it was really good. Yeah, it was. And, and Adam, people were. Uh, that's the one thing that I've heard most is is uh, people really loved Adam as a as a host. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yes, he is phenomenal. Really, really good at it. So happy birthday! I'm sure we'll celebrate again on February 9th in Las Vegas, which is where we, the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs are all heading. I don't know if we're going to have, by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know if we're having a second show this week because I got a lot to do out there. But reminder, next week, the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th, we have five shows. Wow. East Coast time, 9 p.m., airing on Faction Talk and in the SiriusXM app and wherever you hear this show next week. I I assume, though, that since if we don't do a second show this week, it's because you're going to be so busy booking uh, Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Taylor Swift is going to come in from Japan just to do our show. Right. 
I will see those people. They just won't do our show. And, and truthfully, like, I have very little interest in asking any of them about the X's and O's of the actual game anyway. That our show from Super Bowl will most likely not be one for uh, game analysis. I can no. assure you of that. If you want me to bring my, my sketch pad, though, you know, I can. My telestrator. I think you should. I think you should. <laughs> good, good move calling it a sketch pad. <laughs> um, so, wait. Hold on. We, we, we pretty much covered football. Mm. I think we've covered my party for the most part. Mm-hmm. There's probably things we'll come back to later. Mm. Um. You there's there's three things here on my list. You had brought up something about crypto. Yes. You want to go there wanna, first? I didn't know if you, I didn't know if you're going to go through all three things and then we we're going to choose. Well, and then there's the vaping thing and the fish thing. Okay, let's go to the crypto thing. You are Okay. You are correct. Um a Colorado pastor. This is on CNN. Says God told him to launch a crypto venture. He's now accused of pocketing 1.3 million from his followers. Uh, Denver pastor uh, Eli Regalado Regalado, there we go, had an exciting message for his congregation. After months of prayers and cues from God, he was going to start selling cryptocurrency, he announced in a YouTube video last April. The signature and the Silvergate banks had collapsed weeks earlier, signaling the need to look into other investment opportunities beyond financial institutions, he said. With divine wisdom. What? What year was that? I guess last April. Okay. That's what it says. With divine wisdom, he said he was, quote, setting the rails for God's wealth transfer. Like, this is a new, this is a new grift. Like, the church has always been taking money from people that couldn't afford it, right? Yes. But this was putting a new age crypto spin on it. That's what I'm trying to decide is how is it any different other than I guess you can't drop a Bitcoin in the altar plate. Yes. Shortly afterwards, he and his wife, Caitlin, launched a cryptocurrency, INDX coin or index (gasps) coin. I don't know. Why? No. Okay. Go ahead. This is getting good. Do you have it? No. Oh. And began selling it to members of his Victorious Grace Church and other Christian communities in the Denver area. They sold it through... The Kingdom Wealth Exchange, an online cryptocurrency marketplace he created, controlled, and operated. (laughs) Holy fuck. Like, how does the government... I know the whole idea with, like, the blockchain business and crypto is that it's... But, like, you can just do this? Like, we could sell our own cryptocurrency? Well, I think we're going to get... you. Yes, is the answer. But I think we're going to get to the point or or somewhere in this where he did it illegally in some way. But I think, yes, if we wanted to create TIH coin, we could. First of all... It would be happening, Bucks. Secondly, <laughs> no, that would be the nickname. Yeah. It'd be TIH coin officially, but happening Bucks is what it would be referred mm-hmm. to. The uh, Regalados, the Regaladoses. I don't know how to say his name. I all this show makes me realize is that like I think I'm a smart person. I don't know how to read. <laughs> oh, raised, yeah. raised more than 3.2 million from over 300 investors. Uh, Tung Chain, the securities commissioner for Colorado, said in a civil complaint, the couple, I'm just reading this CNN piece because I fucking love this story. The couple sales pitches were filled with, quote, prayer and quotes from the Bible, encouraging investors to have faith that their investment would lead to abundance and blessings. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Uh, here's the thing. Is, yeah. is what, and maybe, maybe we're going to get there, but the first question I have is what kind of coin was it called again? INDX coin? I, I, index coin. What did they propose that you used index coin for? I don't know, but I can tell you what they used it for. for. Okay. Uh, okay. Colorado state regulars said that index coin was, quote, essentially worthless. And instead of helping investors acquire wealth, the couple used $1.3 million of the investment funds to bankroll lavish expenditures, including a Range Rover, jewelry, cosmetic dentistry, and extravagant vacations, the complaint said. The no money kidding. also paid for renovations to their Denver home. In a stunning video statement posted online January 19th, several days after the civil charges were fired, filed, Eli did not dispute that he and his wife profited from the crypto venture. The quote was, the charges that Caitlin and I pocketed $1.3 million, and I just want to come out and say, those charges are true, he said, adding, a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do. Now, but hold on. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't most of the time, like or a lot of maybe not all the time or some of the time, <clears throat> the church will own the home that the pastor lives in, right? It'll and own. So, yeah. 
And, and so if you're just, it, it sounds like what he did here is sold a security rather than just asking for cash. If he had just asked for cash, like like a regular preacher, then then they could have renovated the house legally through the church. Yeah, but this is the new, this is the new grift. This okay, is- we are live now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Index Coin live stream. So we have some very, very <laughs> exciting news for everyone. Uh, give me a second. Let me try to fix this little table. I'm getting Hold on. I'm going on Robin Hood right now and looking it up. Not a good start for this guy. They're launching Index Coin. He can't even. This is just an hour long video of him being like, we're launching. <laughs> Dude, I like, can't seem to find it on Robin Hood. What I, okay, what I don't understand is if you believe in the first place that God wanted Index Coin to, be, to exist. Right? Yeah. I kind of feel like they're bulletproof in the eyes of at least their investors because if you believe that God told him to make index coin, then you have to also believe that God did want him to remodel his home, right? Like Absolutely, yeah. It follows the perfect logic. So I it just seems like he tried to add an extra layer onto the under the old game and that's the only reason he's in trouble like if he hadn't if he had just done it like you know hey i i need money god wants me to have a bigger house okay well don't worry don't worry um in a in a video late last week uh eli addressed the accusations and acknowledged that people who bought index coin are stuck because they are unable to sell we launched an exchange he said the exchange technology failed that's the technology's <laughs> fault, I guess. <laughs> Things went downhill, and from that point forward, we've just been waiting on the Lord. I know this looks See, bad, he said later in the clip. I know this looks terrible. See, in, in, in the course of an exchange, it's got to go both ways. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be able to buy and sell. He said but that... Also- <laughs> Dude, this is so fucking ridiculous. Like, he said... He said that he and his wife used about half a million dollars of their investors' funds to pay taxes to the IRS. He reiterated that God led him and his wife to leave their marketing company in 2021, get into cryptocurrency, and multiply investors' money. God told them to trust him to provide the funds, he said. This man sounds fucking... Here's what's what's crazy. This sounds fucking delusional, right? Does it not? Oh, it sounds totally delusional. But... If you take the cryptocurrency out of it, you just take it, like, take that part out of it. Right. This is what church is. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's that's just... what I've been trying. That's exactly what I've been trying to say is that he just, he just added an unnecessary layer to the old game. It's just like, yeah, but I don't even mean the money part. Just as like, God will figure this out. I know this sucks. We just got to wait. But it sounds very, very similar. I mean, like, he should have just read Michael Lewis's book on, on uh, or Going Infinite. Because it sounds very similar to what Sam Bankman-Fried did. Is that he had everyone buy like FTX coin and it was a worthless coin like that you could buy nothing with. And that's what he paid people with and like gave out. Yeah. As recently as last week, he expressed hope that divine intervention would bail out him and his investors. Either I misheard God. Okay. Plausible. One possibility. Or God is still not done with this project and he is going to do a new thing. There might be a third possibility, Mark. God is going to put him in jail? Yeah. What we're praying for and what we're believing for still is that God is going to do a miracle. God is going to work a miracle in the financial sector and that everyone who invested is going to be able to receive money back. You see, that's the thing is when you believe God is speaking with you, there's no one else can speak to you. Well, yeah, it's like who else are you going to trust? You got God. You got God. If God was like invest in this crypto scheme, I'd be like, well, all right, God. I guess that makes sense. I mean, has there ever been an actual case of God speaking to somebody other than than Moses? It's tough to say. I think there are many books. I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, made some. I, I gotta, I gotta find more from this guy. I gotta, <laughs> like, I need to, I need to see more of this man. I just, I just like. Uh... 
I don't, I feel bad for the people that, that, that did it. And I don't all at the same time. Cause I feel like, like they had to have known, I guess, I guess if he's saying it, it's that it's an investment and that you're going to get more wealthy because of it, then yeah, that's, that's really fucked up. Cause mostly it's because when you do give to the church, you're just like giving to the church. And I guess you're supposed to believe that, you know, they're running a soup kitchen with it or something and not just, and I'm like, well, where's this? Yeah. All right. I got some video of him. Um, he said, I'm like, where's this look? <laughs> this is just him talking about it. And I'm like, well, where's this liquidity going to come from? And the Lord says, trust me. That doesn't sound, that sounds like when my daughter wants to buy something and I say, do you have any money? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I do. I have some money. And I'm like, but I know you don't have any money. Where is it? Here's a tomato. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else. This is like a super cut of this apology are being charged in Caitlin a and civil charge uh, from the Colorado Securities and Exchange Commission for basically selling millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency that is deemed worthless by the state. But our God has not yet deemed it worthless, so we will wait for his capital H <sighs> verdict on this. Oh, no. Now, the reason that they're seeing that it's worthless is because there is no exit for people who have bought. <laughs> we launched... Which... Now that I say it out loud, does Sounds, seem like yeah. a problem. Mm. <laughs> so what we need, what I need each of you to do is I need you uh, to find four friends and I need you to tell them about Index Coin. Oh, God. He will speak through you now. And those four friends should find four friends. And those four friends should find five friends. And before you know it, there will be so many people who are interested and you'll in get purchasing. you Cadillac. Yes. Your index coin. It's an exchange. The exchange technology failed. Things went downhill. And from the technology failed because I didn't have a way for anyone to resell the coin. It was. Have you, have you ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? You know that scene where everyone runs up to the bank and wants their money? It's just like that. It's just like that. Just like that. That point forward, we've just been, we've just been waiting on the Lord literally for a miracle. So the charge, I mean, I feel, okay, like I, this is always where I start to decide, like where I start convincing myself that I actually feel bad for this dude in the sense Be, that like, because I know, he actually believes this stuff. Well, maybe he does like, I like, like, is he a great grifter or did he really believe that God wanted him to do this and God has let him down? You know what What's I'm saying? What's the difference? Well, in one, he had the ultimate faith in a higher power that he thought was, like, speaking to him to do a good thing, and he just fucked it. Like, it just was a lot, you know, it was delusional. In the other... The good thing meaning, like, really expensive crown molding and no, and uh, what I'm saying is, like, 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 if he actually... Th like, I guess what I'm saying is, it's if I, if I came to you and I said, hey, I'm going to tell people that God told me to do something, I know right. that he's not actually telling me to do that. But I'm going to say that I'm going to bilk them out of some money. That makes me, I think, a worse person than if I actually believe God is talking to me and what God is telling me, I believe, can help others. I mean, it's it's yeah. But listen, if he's if he's saying God wants me give the money to me so I can help everybody. Right. So I can feed the poor and 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 house the the, the orphans. But but he, he never like there was never part of that. It, it's he wanted a new veranda. And I'm sorry that I'm just picking random things around the house. I'm I'm making them up. But yeah, but now he's waiting on a miracle. Maybe you know, d dude. So is everybody in Detroit. Here's are that Caitlin and I pocketed 1.3 million dollars, and I just want to come out and say that those uh, charges are true. So there's been 1.3 million dollars that's been taken out of I think it was a total of 3.4 million. But out of that 1.3, half a million dollars went to the IRS and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do. So how this whole thing started is the Lord the told Lord. Okay, wait. All right. Now he's going to now he's going to explain told us uh, in 21 to walk away from our marketing company. And he said, I'm going to do a new thing. And then he took That's us into this cryptocurrency. It was a different cryptocurrency other than index coin at the time. Well, that cryptocurrency turned out to be a scam. What? And so the Lord says, give that to them, but also give them a 10x. Wait, wait, what? What? So, wait, the first crypto... Wait, I got to read this again. 
I, hold on. It, sounds it sounded like, like he, he said quit, the he... first cryptocurrency that the, the, the Lord uh, pushed you to was a scam, right? Yeah, what it sounds like is he's like leading a breadcrumb trail for the police to how he got there. Is that he got scammed once on cryptocurrency and went, holy shit, I can do that. Yeah. Currency. It was I'm, a different cr- cryptocurrency allegedly. other than index coin at the time. Well, that cryptocurrency turned out to be a scam. Yes. Yeah, so fool me once, God. Shame on you. But fool me twice. Because, <laughs> all right, so, so God made him go into cryptocurrency and it was a scam. So now they start index coin. That's where we're at. There's about a minute left in this. Allegedly. And so the Lord says, give that to them, but also give them a 10x. Well, as money is coming in, uh, we- By the way, by the way, you know what's a bad sign in this guy's video? Um, at the bottom, there's a disclaimer that says, note, we did not create this former scam crypto. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> That wasn't us. Our crypto is pure. Uh, okay. Would be sowing it. And at first it was hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars, then tens of thousands of dollars. Money would come in, we'd tithe, we sow, more money would come in. And so we were just always under the impression that God was going to provide, that the source was never ending, that God was doing a new thing, and that we had nothing to worry about. We sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. We did. We took God at his word and sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. And so the prosecutors have to take that and say, these people willingly sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. What we're praying for. It sounds like he's admitting to a crime before his like process is done. Well, because he's he's basically saying. Has he pled guilty already? I don't know. There's a hearing today. Leaving for still is that God is going to do a miracle. God is going to work a miracle in the financial sector. Just, that's all. That's the only clips I have. But so basically his argument is, yes, we did do all these things, but I thought I was doing it in the name of God. Which I I understand that how bad that sounds, because if you were to juxtapose Yes, I did murder this family, but I thought I was doing it in the name of God. I've watched a lot of episodes of Law and Order, and I don't think the the God defense ever worked once. Mm. Dude, that that is uh, the thing is he's he's he, I I hope he knows like how to do a cigarette exchange <laughs> because it sounds like he's gonna be that's his next financial currency he might be dealing with. Uh, yeah, well. What a mess. I mean, that, dude, that, I, yeah. I don't I, I I feel bad for the people that believe that like he clearly and I guess maybe well, why you're is saying they're that, not an exit, though. Like, couldn't theoretically people sell index coin if they have it? It's just no one wants it. Well, that's probably again, this is where he he messed up is is normally all you have to do is say God told you or told me to tell you to give me money and then they spend it on what they decide to spend it on. But they they created a security which is supposed to have value, and so therefore it sounds like they broke the law. Okay, so am I an idiot? Because I I guess my question is like I bought let's say I buy Bitcoin at ten thousand dollars, okay? Right. And it goes down to two dollars. No one wants really to buy my Bitcoin. I've lost a shitload of money. Why is that any different? Because there's still demand. There's still somebody out there that will buy it for two dollars, right? Like the prices. The so price doesn't is set this dude the... just need to find other people that would be interested in buying? Like, like I guess what I'm saying Correct. is, it's, so. But what I'm getting at is, the value has gone down. Isn't that the risk you run when you do this shit? Like, why is Abs- that a crime? Absolutely. Absolutely, but it sounds like he never built an exit, so it was only incoming money. And that in order for the price or for the value and for price of these things to be set, it's due to supply and demand. But if there's no demand, if you don't create demand, if like there's nobody wanted to buy it and there was no mechanism to buy it, then and and you're selling it as something that is on a supply and demand security. It's listen. I'm not a lawyer. Clearly, I mean that does sound bad. I'm not, and I'm not like fighting you on it. I'm just like, what is different than any other bullshit people get involved in? Like, if I said I wanted to open a fucking taco stand, put some money behind it, it's like, oh, the business went under. Sorry, like that's my pedestrian understanding of it. But it sounds it's. Well, I guess the equivalent would be is if you opened a taco stand and and then you only took money and never gave tacos. 
I guess. Or maybe you gave tacos and they weren't edible. That's probably a better analogy. You gave plastic tacos. Well, anyway, I guess God has failed this man. And for that, I feel bad. But, you know, what is there, what is there to do? Ryan, we have, we have two minutes left. When do you actually go to Vegas? By the time a lot of people hear this, I will be on my way. Okay. I'm going to Las Vegas, but then I'm coming back. Have I said this I, I, on the air? Yes, you, you have. No, you haven't said it on the air. Because I am the best dad in the world. I don't want to be away from my daughter for two straight weeks, which is what it will be. So I'm going to Las Vegas for a couple days, coming back just to see my daughter for like 40 hours, then flying back to Las Vegas to do Super Bowl broadcasts for all of you out there. I want you to know it's for you. Uh, Okay, Taylor. And it's so, yeah. So much easier than what she's doing, Mark. Yeah, is it though? (laughs) I don't know, man. I think I'd rather be like, I'd rather do the concerts and then take the private plane. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of work. Like she's getting paid (laughs) handsomely though. It's a lot. Like she's making more money on the Endeavor. No, but I just think it's, I think that most people don't really realize or, or, or completely understand the scope of how many people are in the Super Bowl hosting city two weeks before the game actually happens. Yeah, it's it's simultaneously not as many as you'd think and way more than you would. Like, it, to me, I'm kind of surprised how many people don't get there until the Sunday night before the week starts. But I am there six days prior because and there are people that are probably there before me for other stuff but there's so much that goes into these events that happen in basically like the Super Bowl is like a 4 hour thing ultimately yeah yeah but every every former athlete who's selling their their restless leg cream is there yep or early to do press and like wants to talk to whoever will talk to them we don't have any athletes on our show yet uh we'll get to our picks for the game as we get closer to it but so far as I said, big 49ers fans here on uh, This Is Happening. <laughs> well, actually, I'm with you, big 49ers fans. Ryan, do you, have, uh, do you have any thoughts before we get out of here? Thank you for everything you did to help uh, put the party together. You're right. When you remember this party, please remember that it was me who did it all. <laughs> Happy birthday, two weeks Thank in you. advance. Who would have seen it coming? I'm going to make a birthday reservation dinner for me. I'll take care of uh, that end in Vegas. Thanks. Uh, Your girlfriend did an amazing job. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye.